In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is coming back in order to bring us to Himself, and so that we might be sure of His love. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's been all over the news. This guy named Harold Camping, this old guy who runs a radio show in California, has told everybody that the end of the world is coming. Well, actually, the beginning of the end of the world, which is the rapture, is coming yesterday. We can kind of see how that played out. It played out very similarly, actually, to an earlier prediction to the end of the world that he made back in September of 1994. And so we can kind of get a picture as to how Harold Camping is believable, or maybe not believable. But there are plenty of people that were caught on both sides of believing Harold Camping and not believing Harold Camping about the end of the world. You see, there were people that believed that yesterday was going to be the end of the world. That, well, we wouldn't have anything to do today. In fact, Arlen even asked me if I had prepared a sermon for this morning. (laughs) And I had. But there were other people that decided that, well, maybe that's not something that I'm supposed to do. Maybe I'm supposed to change my life in some other way if the end of the world is really going to happen. And so what they did was this guy named Patrick Fitzgerald went and spent his entire life savings on an ad campaign for the New York City subway system so that other people could know that the end of the world was coming. A little misguided, but at least he was coming from the right place there. And then, in addition to that, a lady named Adrian Martins, Martinez said that she's not going to go to med school anymore. She was all ready to go to med school at, tw- at the age of 27, all ready to start her classes, and then she found out that the world was going to end. And well, she thought, maybe we don't need doctors in the resurrection, and so I'm not going to go to go to med school. And instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my husband and my children and we're going to move from New York, also from New York, down to Orlando. And while we're in Orlando, we're not going to do anything except for read the Bible and pray. Apparently she missed that little part where Jesus says that not even he knows when the hour is coming. Only the Father does. Of course, there were other people that said, Wow, what a load of hogwash. What kind of a crazy person are you listening to in order to believe that Jesus is actually going to come tomorrow? And so all over Facebook, you saw different groups popping up. One group was going to have a big party because... It was the end of the world, and so they they had this big party planned for today because they had somehow eluded the end of the world. I don't know if it's actually happening or not. Probably, right? Another group, however, said that they were going to put together a big looting party, and so that when all of the Christians were raptured away, 
that they would go and take the Christian stuff. I mean, they're not going to be using it anymore. They're in heaven. They don't really need that stuff. And so you have people falling on one side or the other of this equation of if they really believed Harold Camping. And you had the people that fell on the, the side of the equation where they really did believe that Jesus was going to come and the world was going to end. And you had other people that said, there's no way that that's going to happen. In our lesson for this morning, in our gospel reading for this morning, you have Jesus talking about that day when He's going to come back and He's going to bring us all to Himself. And He's even telling His disciples that He's going to have to leave. That He's going to have to leave them alone in order so that He might go and prepare the rooms for them. Of course, the the disciples don't really know what to do about that. They're not really sure how this is going to work. And so what they do instead is, is they say, well, are you sure that that's really, really the best thing, Jesus? We start off with Thomas. Thomas, who we know later on is going to be the person who says that I'll only believe if I put my finger into his hands and put my hand into his side. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Can you just tell us the way? And Jesus responds to them, Sure, I'll tell you. I am the way. And then, a little bit later on, Philip says, Lord, all of this stuff about following you and you are the way, that's just a little too abstract for me. Can you just show us the Father? And Jesus says, Haven't you seen him already? Haven't you seen Him working in me? You see, they fall on two different sides of this kind of unbelief that sometimes we wrestle with. You see, sometimes God's claims on our lives and God's claims for our entire world seem like they're a little bit hard to swallow. Sometimes these claims are things that we wrestle with where we go just like those two disciples, Lord, I'd like a little bit more clarity. You see, what Thomas is really asking for is for Jesus to just tell him a reasonable, logical explanation to how this is all going to happen. He wants to work it out in his head. He says, Lord, just just tell us. How is this going to happen? Let me be able to work it out in my mind. And that way then, once I work it out in my mind, then I'll be able to have faith and follow you. And we do that too, don't we? We say, Lord, I need this to make sense in my mind. I know that it makes sense in your mind, but your mind is a little bit bigger than mine. So if you would, just make it make sense in my mind and then... I will have faith. Then I will follow. And then the other disciple, Philip, says, Well, Lord, I don't really need to logically reason it out. In fact, you know, you know what would be good enough? Is if you just showed me. If you just showed me something, then I'll take the rest of everything on faith. And... Once again, that's something that 
we tell God. Lord, I've been praying about this one thing, and uh, look, if you just show me one little glimmer, one little reason that I can hope, if I can just see it, I don't need to understand it, I just want to see it. If I see it then, then I'll have faith. Yet Jesus doesn't give us that. Instead, what Jesus gives us is something that is much greater. He gives us Himself. He gives us that knowledge of who He is. He doesn't give us proof, but He gives us a promise. A promise that we can hold on to. A promise that what we are going to know about when we get to the resurrection is going to be something that will, would have blown our minds if we tried to comprehend it today. And something that if we saw even just a glimmer of it today, that it would overwhelm us. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The Father is in me and I am in the Father. These things that don't make sense logically, really. These things that we have trouble seeing a lot of the time. But there's promise. There's promise that if you do believe these things, That there are rooms for you in the resurrection. That there are rooms where you will be with Jesus forever. Where you will be with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit and all of the people that are called holy by Him because of what Jesus did in your life. Because He knew that you had a trouble with faith sometimes. And He knew that He had to come into this world and rescue you. He knew that He was going to have to show up to Thomas and say, Look, you want to see the way? You want to see the truth? You want to see the life? Look at the holes. Put your hands in the holes. Have faith. Do not be disbelieving, but believe. And he came then also to Philip and gave him a part in his apostles. He gave him the great story of being the first person to reach out to an Ethiopian on his way. It wasn't about what they could understand and it wasn't about what they could see, but it was about the promise that he had given to them. And they have begun to realize those promises. Just as every person who has gone on before us has begun to realize those promises in heaven. And then someday, we will all be gathered together in the throne room of God with things that we probably maybe won't even understand then. But we will see them as our Lord brings us to Himself, so that where He is, we may be also. Amen.